<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode number 87 of the Audio Podcast with the boys, Jason and Alex Von Cannell. How are you this morning, Alex? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. You good? Um, I think we should just kick straight off with the the big news of the week, which is, is going to be a week old by the time this drops, but everyone's talking about it, which is the slap that was heard around the world. Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. Uh, everyone's done it to death. We're going to do it to death as well. What are your thoughts, Alex? You, we well, no, you tell me your th- thoughts first, because mine are the controversial ones. Oh, I think mine are pretty controversial as well. Will you start with yours? Okay, so my initial thought when it happened was that it was a staged event. That was my initial thought. Mm-hmm. Mainly because Will didn't get his ass dragged out, mm-hmm. right? And then went on to win an award. So I thought, my initial thought was that it was a staged event, but upon reflection and looking back at it, uh, because the the big thing for me was that Will was laughing at the joke when it happened, mm-hmm. and then obviously when he saw Jada had the shits, went up and did something about it. Uh, I have changed my tune a little bit, and I feel like I feel like it was a real thing, mm-hmm. and I feel like it was because Will Smith has gone from being the man, because Will Smith Smith has been the man for like twenty years. Mm-hmm to a cuck. Yep. And I think Will is frustrated at the loss, the public loss of his manhood and he's cucked out and he's also terrified of his wife, clearly, mm-hmm. because he lets her fuck other dudes. Yep. And then one scowl led him to... Yeah, like, you better, you better handle this, Will, yep. or I'm going to handle the balls of the Mexican gardener later right in front of See. you and I'm going to make See. you watch. Um... And, yeah, I, I feel like it's, it's a real... I, I felt like it's a way of Will trying to regain his manhood in front of his peers. And, look, let's, let's be honest, they're all, they're all actors. They all are fake people, and everything they put on is a facade anyway. Uh, so why you would really care about what all those people think when that's your whole game, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I, okay. I felt like it was a bit of a uh, Will Smith, uh, a bit of ego death... Because he's not the guy he used to be. He used to be the it guy of Hollywood. And I feel like he's falling off. He's been cucked out by his wife for years. Everyone knows it now. And it was him trying to reestablish some sort of male dominance. And he handled it very poorly. Okay. Look, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Mm-hmm. Except that one. It's wrong. So this is the real story. The real story is it was staged. Now, whether it was staged by Oscars... Mm-hmm. Or between the two guys themselves, being Chris Rock and Will Smith, mm-hmm. not sure, up for debate. How you can tell that it's been staged. Number one, the joke that Chris Rock said sucked. It was not funny. Chris Rock's one of the funniest guys in the world. He could have come up with a better joke than that. Just a point on that too. Uh, that joke would have been written for him. Like, they've got writers at these mm. awards shows. So everyone, shit. Yeah, everyone thinks that these awards presenters get up, like with Amy Schumer and stuff presenting. They don't write all their own material. They've got a team of writers that write this stuff for them. And you're right, it was a shit joke. Yeah, so bad joke. Yeah. Okay? Below his standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, the positioning of him having, having... Will had perfect access to it because it was in the front row. Mm. So that, that would elite, uh, like make me believe that... They were positioned in... Who was in the right place to perform this action? Yeah, but... Don't, well, let me do the full thing first. Otherwise, it's just going to ruin the flow. Okay. Okay. Uh, when he makes the call and he walks up, mm-hmm. Chris Rock leans forward mm-hmm. 
and 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 kind of smiles in that Chris Rock way to me, uh, and and effectively puts his left cheek in front of Will, open it up to Will's slap. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was like okay, they've rehearsed it. It was a real hit, mm-hmm. but we know that a slap doesn't necessarily hurt. It's just a shock shock factor, right? Mm-hmm. So he 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 actually, if you watch the tape, he goes in, he kind of grits his teeth a bit in advance. So he has that meat around his cheek mm-hmm. and it's facing Will for Will to slap him. When he turns around, when Will turns around and walks away, he's smirking, he's trying to contain the uh, his... Um, he's trying to maintain the illusion that this has happened. He's one of the best actors in the world. So, mm-hmm. so look, that could be... Maybe that was done on purpose, but I think he's realised I've just slapped someone on, like, national television. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the way that Chris Rock received the slap, to me, is he had this level of confidence that I would not expect someone to have in that forum. So either Chris Rock is the most professional dude in the world, or he kind of had some thoughts brought in. Mm. Now, the Oscars is a diminishing product. 100%. Nobody cares about the Oscars. Did you even know it was on? No, I, I've never watched awards shows because I don't need to tune in to watch uh, People some themselves. sort of industry wank each other off yeah. and give each other awards. Yeah, so they would know that... Let's do an awards show on here, This is... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll both get awards. Yeah. They would know that this moment will break the internet which it did, mm-hmm. got everybody talking about it. Okay, mm-hmm. It was one of the most successful marketing plays ever. Mm-hmm. I've had someone tell me uh, causa- uh, correlation doesn't equal causation, right? Like mm-hmm. I said to you just before we walked in here, if you told that to a marketing company, you'd never have to pay a marketing yeah. uh, executive ever mm-hmm. because whatever the result of their campaign, you know, the result of that campaign, well, correlation doesn't equal causation. Yeah, yeah. In this case, it absolutely did. It got every eye on the internet looking at a, at a diminishing product. Mm-hmm. That's why vis-a-vis, concordedly, it was a staged event. Okay, so let's 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 now analyze this. The points that I agree with you on, because like I said, my initial thought was mm. it was staged. And the reasons why my initial thoughts was that it was staged was because it is such an out there act. And these, these awards shows have been doing this shit for years. Like everyone remembers like the Britney Spears, Madonna kissing incident and... You know, there's always something that they're trying to get controversy because that's their whole business. Their whole business is centered around eyes on and some sort of drama, which is going to bring eyes to the product. So well, my initial thought was staged because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to some of your points, though, that you made, I think you can easily poke a hole through. So, for example, the Will Smith being right situated in the right spot well, he was up for Best Actor and he was one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You're normally putting those people in the front row. Anyone who's been to a comedy show knows if you sit up the front, you're probably a good chance of getting ripped on. Mm-hmm. So whether it was... Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, I feel like with saying that no one could expect Chris to handle it as well as he did, the dude's professional. He's been on stage for 30, 40 years now, or probably 35 years, and I'm sure he's dealt with many things before a lot of comedians have been attacked before yeah by drunks yeah which again is a way of dealing Did Jim with Jeffries go, didn't he punch like didn't they get in a full blown dust up once that's what yeah. that's what I was expecting I was expecting like a 
either an, an, an overreaction. Now, I admit, he is a professional, yes. Yeah. But at the Oscars? Yeah, by but the thing Will is... Will Smith? But you've also Big got th- Willie? Yeah, but you've got to think about, Wiki too... Wild Wild West? What, yeah, exactly. He's the man, and Chris Rock's not. Mm. So you've got to think about what people's normal go-to is when it comes to fight or flight. Chris Rock... Has Chris Rock ever been in an action movie where he's been the macho man? Never. Because that's not him. And no one would ever believe that. He was in one of the Lethal Weapon movies. Was he? Yeah, he was the... Remember he was trying to date Briggs' daughter? He was going to marry Briggs' daughter? I don't remember And he was being really nice to Briggs? Right. Because he was was a detective, a high-ranking detective. Okay, so he was in an action movie, but playing a cuck. (laughs) Is what you're saying? No, he... Well, he was... Playing a nice guy. He was a nice guy. But that's the thing. So I feel like if you look at someone like Chris Rock, his natural fight or flight response, hey, it's not fight. And it's never going to be fight. And it's not going to be fight against someone like Will Smith, mm. who is physi- flight. physically bigger than him. Well, he also can't He can't just leave the show. Sure he can. He just got slapped in public. And that was yeah. the other thing that I, I forgot to mention. The fact that Will Smith after was, A, got to stay. Yeah, yeah. B, got the award. And C was was um, partying and singing to the cameras like a man that showed no remorse for the things yeah, that he did. But I think that that is more symptomatic of their elite bubble that they live in. Number one, this is one of my biggest things that came out of this. The number one thing that came out of this for me is no one has the right to assault anyone who's just doing their job. In in I don't care if it's the worst joke you've ever heard. No one's allowed to get up and and hit a performer. I disagree, but anyway, Karen. Well, you disagree? Talk shit, get hit. We need more of it. No, and no, a no, slap, no, no, a slap no, no, no. That's different though. I'm saying if someone's doing their job, a comedian's job is to make fun, yeah, right? Okay. And that's the that everyone knows who Chris Rock is. It's yep. not ambiguous. He's not an actor who tried to try out a couple of comedy bits sure. while he was up there, right? So everyone knew what to expect when, when Chris is up there. No one has the right to assault someone just for doing yep, their okay. job, right? So that's number one. Number two, uh, if I was Chris Rock and Will Smith did that to me, it would have been very, very different. It wouldn't have been, though, because you've got to put yourself in Chris Rock's yeah. shoes. Yeah. You're not going toe-to-toe with Will Smith. If, if it was me, not Chris Rock? Yeah. Yeah, different story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and the thing is... That's like, that's like the memes were showing that if The Rock said... Well, that's it. And that was, <laughs> that was my next point. Is if you put someone else in Chris Rock's shoes, the response from Will's going to be different. Yes. So when you were talking about how he smirked on his way past, he'll be a on little, his way back... He'll be a little less Wild Wild West and a little more Pursued Happiness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. In his re- reaction to it, yeah, he would have just cried. Uh, yeah, but that's that's the thing, right? So if you were to put any like someone else, a, a different person in Chris Rock's position, Will Smith's response to it would have been different. And that's one of the things I've really hated out of it is its bully mentality. That's bully behavior. That is, I'm the bigger man, and I'm going to get up. And I feel like that smirk on his way back came from the fact that he slapped a grown man in front of a, a room full of people and he didn't do anything about it. I actually it. don't want to talk about this anymore because I think we're, I think the problem, we are actually falling for the, the trick. Yeah, yeah, f- yeah. For, for the trick. I will say, though, the memes have been absolute fire. I've really enjoyed the memes. Yeah, the memes that have sprung out. But I don't want to buy into the... Because like you said, it is a bubble. Yeah. I don't actually care what happened. No, and... Well, I do, but only for the fact that this, this so it is a distraction. There's a lot of stuff going yeah. on in the world at the moment we should be talking about, but everyone's talking about this. 
but also this is symptomatic of the problems in the world in that Will Smith is in such an elite privileged position that he can assault a man on international television and have zero repercussions. And what I hate about it is when it's like, oh, was it the Oscars or the Academy? Well, I don't Oscars. even... Oscars? They're like, oh, the Oscars is going to do an investigation. Um, no, you can, when someone commits a crime, you can't just do your own internal investigation. That's why we always talk about like ICAC hey, and stuff you, you, in Australia. You can if you're Australian government. Well, yeah, that's, and we think that's a problem. Yeah. But for anyone to come out and say that uh, the Oscars should be allowed to just investigate this in-house, well, no. I think it's a police matter. Chris Rock has said he doesn't want to press charges. Cool. It's it's done with. But Do you know why it wouldn't be a police matter? Why? Because it was a staged event. Chris Rock sold more tickets the day after that happened for his mm. world tour than he has in the lead-up to his and world tour. And you might tour. be right. So, guys, let us know what you think in the yeah. comments. Was it staged? Was it not staged? Uh, we want to hear from you Tell guys. Tell the funniest meme that you saw I was. never want to fucking hear about it ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah. All right. Can we do my DEXA? Yeah, yeah. So, I got my DEXA scan done on Monday. Mm-hmm. And uh, those, are my, those are my results. Mm-hmm. I put on a smaller amount of mass than what I'm used to putting on, mm-hmm. but I took off a lot of weight. So my my body fat percentage is now, it, what was it before? 27. 27.8 or something like that? Yeah, I think like it's that. on there. I think the comparative is on there. It might be the next page. And now I'm 25 point something. Let's have a look here. Total body fat percentage. So you were 27.3 yeah. in November, and now you're 25.4. So that's fantastic. 25.4. So that, that's definitely moving in the, in the, right, in the direction. right direction. I had a very nice compliment um, given to me by a friend yesterday that said, since I've started my own business, I'm looking younger mm. than when I was working full-time, which, which, which yeah. I like. I'm feeling, I'm feeling fit. Do you, want, I, do you want to tell the punters why, like one of the reasons why you look younger that you just admitted to me earlier <laughs> before we started the pot? What was that? Don't act like you've forgotten about oh, it. I have forgotten. Um, Alex's missus has been pulling the grey hairs out of his head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tasha spent like like 20 minutes with tweezers pulling my grey hairs out, so that could be it. Um, No, but also, one of the things that did come out of that DEXA scan that was not good was my bone mineral density, Mm. which I've had a problem with, went down again. Yeah, yeah. But I think I've identified it. I was speaking to you during the week, and this is going to be hilarious. Keep an eye on this, uh, because I have been supplementing... um, Look, maybe some of the... Maybe I need to do some more shock sports, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. playing squash or something where, where I'm putting more mm-hmm. load on, on the bones. But I also, to, when I started doing this because I wanted to reduce the weight, I got rid of Milo and biscuits. <laughs> so I've just reintroduced Milo and rice milk because I don't have normal milk. My stomach just groaned. <laughs> it literally just did. You might have got that picked that up on because mine. of it. You mentioning normal milk or because no, it wants I do not. Lo- I hate. I hate normal milk. But um, so I'm. I'm going to. I'm going to start having a Milo without the biscuits because I don't think there's much calcium biscuits as much as I want there to be. Lots of calcium. I'm sure biscuits. you could find some sort of calcium, calcium fortified biscuit. But yeah, I'm going to kick open the, the milk the Milo roots, and I'm also going to add rice milk to my protein shakes because mm-hmm. I usually have them with with water. My stomach's gone mental now. It just wants cookies. Um, so let's see if that moves the needle because that is something I stopped. Mm. And then maybe I was using more calcium than what I was giving myself. Mm. 
Are you still going to go and get like blood tests and stuff? Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll do that. I'll do that. But it's funny, right? Uh, I had an experience this week, which is along a similar vein, but it, it, it's one of the reasons why blokes avoid going to the doctors. So very long story short, a few months ago, I, I can't remember what I was doing, but I felt like a big crack in the side of my foot. So if you imagine, say that, say this is my foot and that's my pinky toe on my right foot at the base of the toe where the toe connects, just underneath where the foot pad is, I felt mm. like a crack in there and didn't think anything of it at the time. It didn't swell up or anything. Uh, and I didn't really have much like ongoing pain or anything like just that. certain positions. Yeah. So I just thought all my joints and stuff crack all the time anyway, because I played sports mm. my whole life and didn't think anything of it anyway. Over the months since then, I've started to develop some numbness in that pinky toe. Mm-hmm. And in certain positions, like if I step on an uneven surface and the outside of my foot lifts up where that toe mm-hmm. is, I get like sharp pain. So mm-hmm. there's definitely something mm-hmm. off that's in there. So anyway, I went on, finally enough on Monday as well, and went and got an x-ray done. And I only got the results today. And... I was going through the results on over the phone with the doctor and she goes, yeah, so done the x-ray. Look, there's no, nothing there as far as bone damage goes. So the next thing is to go and get an ultrasound done on the foot to see like soft, if it's pregnant. Yeah. Soft tissue stuff. And she goes, yeah, but, uh, so there's no, no issues where you're complaining. Mm. What we did notice though, is some degeneration of your ankle joint. Oh, and I was like, oh, okay. And she goes, so do you have like a physical job or, you know, do you like play sports or anything? And I was like, well, I'm a landscaper. I, I, I've always played sports and I plan on getting back into it, but I've just really getting back into running lately. And she's like, yeah, so like, look, it's up to you, but you could either stop those things or... It's just going to progressively get worse. And I said, how bad is it? And she goes, it's just you've got more degeneration in that joint that you would expect from someone your age. And all it is is from a history of playing too much sports. And it's literally just a case of uh, the bones have been rubbing on each, on each other too right. much. Um, so anyway, it's it's funny because... So I asked her, I was like, what can I do? Uh, glucosamine and uh, fish oil are mm-hmm. the things to help not fix it, but maintain what I've got as well as I possibly can. I'm actually already on both those anyway because of my knee. Uh, And I was like, oh, so can I do some like muscle strengthening stuff around it, try to support the joint more? And she goes, yeah, look, the next step would be do an ultrasound to sort out anything else that's in your foot. And obviously we'll check the ankle on the ultrasound as well. And then maybe look at going to a physio after that to to get some specific exercises Mm. for it. And I was just laughing afterwards, just thinking, this is why blokes don't go to the doctors. Because I went to diagnose a problem that I thought I could get a solution for. And then they found a different problem. And they're like, yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. Who's, who's the comedy, who does the comedy bit? And he's like, oh, so I go to the doctor and I've got this problem. And they're like, yeah, you just do that now. Oh, it's Louis C.K. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Right. Your body just does that now. That's yeah. old age. Yeah. How, how long? Oh, no, that was Jim Jeffries, wasn't it? The, yeah. the stretches that he needs to do. It's like, oh, okay, so how long do I need to do these for? And you go, no, no, that's you just do those yeah. now. <laughs> but um, no, that's interesting. Mm. And something that was in my Dexter that was weird, which may or may not be the same, similar or different. My left leg, remember when I hurt my back, my left leg lost 400 grams of mass. Mm-hmm. Well, my right leg put another 400 on Hmm. and my left leg did nothing yeah well that doesn't surprise me at all because that same thing happened to my legs when i first did my acl because you were favoring the other side 
So if you hurt your back, did you have like sciatica pain going down one side? Dude, I, I couldn't put my pants on. Right. So you favoured your other leg, which means your other leg's done all the work. So it's put mass mm. on and this one's done no work, which is why it's drop mass. That's pretty yeah, so standard. I, I'm smashing my legs now. Yeah. I'll just bash them up. But I, I, I did play squash last week and I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to I'm gonna play more. There's some guys up here that play once a week. So mm-hmm. I'll get onto that. Yep. And, um, but yeah. Go, go get your tests because sometimes you don't know. No, nah, don't get tested because you'll find <laughs> stuff that you didn't know about. And like, it's funny too because now I'm like, oh, you know what? My ankle is a bit sore. <laughs> <laughs> like something I'd never thought about before. I'm like, yeah, actually there's some pain there that I didn't think about. Um, okay, let's move on from that. One, one thing I wanted to bring up briefly is uh, because everyone's forgotten about COVID because we're now, we're now like two matters past COVID because... It went COVID, the war, and Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. Yeah, I heard that Will Smith got the Nobel Peace Prize for ending coronavirus and, and the, the war. war. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, they, and as a reward, they gave a statue of his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Just another point on this before we move on completely. I hear Jada Pinkett Smith's got a new movie coming out. Multiple Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! If anyone doesn't know about um, Jada's escapades with, which is like. The more you talk about it, it's like predatory behavior, like her son's friend, Augustus or whatever it was that she got into the entanglement with, who was like a young kid who had substance abuse issues. So was in a very vulnerable spot. And she's like, oh, I helped him. And then we got into a a sexual relationship. Yeah. I believe that there's another script coming through, um, Wild Wild Life. (laughs) Nice. Mm. Have you got more of these? Do you just want to keep rattling? Yeah, well, there's a spin-off series that's going to come out, um, uh, I Am Legend, mm-hmm. where the entire zombie race runs a train on <laughs> And Will's not allowed to. Yeah, right. Do you reckon... Yeah, is that is that the real reason behind that movie, why, why he's on his own? Yeah. It's because he's just been kicked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Take the door that's and fuck feels. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the real Independence Day. Well, yeah, yeah, he put the independent in independent. <laughs> she made him put the independence in Independence Day. Yeah. Um, anyone who wants some to have a laugh about that situation, uh, go on Andrew Schultz's uh, Instagram <laughs> page. Listen to the start. That's like the first it's three minutes of this week's Flagrant Two. He just came out firing. So, and like I was saying, if Will was worried about being ripped on before, well, mate, you just opened up Pandora's box, son. Strap in. Something else that you've just reminded me of. Hmm. Because I've, I've actually stopped listening to some of the more heavy stuff because I've, I've wanted to put myself in a good um, mm-hmm. uh, mind Headspace, frame. yeah. Yeah, I've been listening to the podcast. A bald headspace? Um, Smartless. Right. Smartless is a podcast with three friends, uh, them being... Um, hold on, I'll, I always forget one of their names. Always, 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 always. It is uh, Jason Bateman. From right. Ozark. Yeah. Will Arnett. Yeah. Right from... Um, uh, These are guys who are all from Arrested Development. Arrested Development. And Sean Hayes, which was the gay guy from Will and Grace. Oh, yeah. Right? And it is... They, they get... Because of because they're all celebrities, they get good guests on. Mm-hmm. But it's the most, like, the, the dumbest... The dumbest and funniest interviews... That you can have with people like they had Jerry Seinfeld on, and mm. they're like, you know, like Jason Bateman's kind of serious about the stuff, and then Will Arnett will be like, you know, was, was it, 
what was it? Was it like the motivation to keep me on? Or was it just the money? Was it the money? Like just the way it's so good. It's so if you want to turn your brain off, Smartless. Check mm. out Smartless. I'm not going to. Because you like to you like to remain intense. No, it's not because I like to remain intense. I like podcasting, and you're fucking polluting it by getting these cucked out celebrities to come over and steal the podcasting uh, world. Oh no, no, I, no, they're legitimizing. No, it. bring it on. It's like crypto. The more like when banks start using crypto, I'll be like, yeah, cool. We got there first. Bring it on. You legitimize it. Yeah. And anything with Will Arnett is good. Will Arnett's classic. Jason Bateman's classic too. Yeah. He, he doesn't. Well, those get two credit. together. Those yeah, two yeah. together are a beast. Yeah. It's it's funny. Jason Bateman's such a good actor that, uh, like, I particularly girls and like I'm gonna out my wife because my wife hated Jason Bateman for ages. Yeah. But she hated Jason Bateman because she thought he was really boring because she watched Arrested Development that was his character. Yeah, like, yeah. he was so good at it yeah. and he sells it so well. Yeah. She just really didn't like that him. That was like Eric Banner in... Uh, he played a role where he was a predatory husband. Right. And it was like touching on the thing because I love Eric Banner mm. from Full Frontal Days. Like, yeah. everything he's done, I've loved. And I was like... He was so good. I hated him. Yeah, I hated him. The, he they made he made you hate him. That's yeah. how good he was. Yeah, it's like that kid who played Joffrey in Game of Thrones, who like quit acting afterwards because yeah. he's sick of getting death threats. Because <laughs> 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 how stupid we are as a people. Yeah. Anyway, back, back to let's back to some serious Smartless. shit. Um, I I can't help but wonder if you know what. Maybe you are right. Let's let's go a little bit more conspiratorial in regards to the Will Smith scene. Let's say it was planned and it was planned by the deep state. Because it's actually obscuring a lot of big picture shit that's happening around right. the world at the moment. Right. And if you zoom in on Australia, some interesting things have happened in regard to COVID mandates in the past couple of weeks. Yep. Interesting thing, number one, that, again, don't know if anyone really knows about it. I think some people will, but I don't think they really publicise as much as they should do. Greg Hunt and the federal government came out and announced that they will not be extending the Federal Emergencies Act from mid-April. I think it's 17th of April. Mm-hmm. In essence, saying there's no emergency anymore. We've done what we, we said we were going to do, and there's no more emergency. Yep. Now, that's not going to necessarily affect anything that happens yep. around the rest of the country because the states uh, have the power to put in the, their own mandates. But there's a few other things that are happening in the meantime. Uh, number two was, so we spoke about South Australia just changed governments, uh, which again, didn't get a whole lot of fanfare up in Queensland. And the new government has just announced that they are removing vaccine mandates for education mm. uh, and some other sectors. It was as well. like um, uh, transport, transport, yeah, and there was something else. There was something else that they really struggled to get. Now, South Australia is an interesting case too, and the reason why I bring this up is because it was relevant last year. South Australia was the only state in Australia that would allow pregnant women to get an exemption from getting the jab. Interesting. So I don't know if their health advice is different to everyone else's, but. Yeah. Just, just an interesting dip, yeah, point of difference. Yeah, nuances between yeah, the states, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so new governments come in and said that they're going to be removing those mandates. Uh, Victoria's, they, their independent, whatever the name of the committee is, but the independent COVID committee, which the MP... So oh. Dave, David Limbrick put in yeah. that motion to actually have the mandates looked at by the independent committee. I read the committees um, that... that press release they put yep. out i've never ever read more nothingness it was like you know when they, they tell you to write you have to write a thousand words it said yeah. nothing it was, it was an a4 page of nothing uh it was a time buyer 
yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So what the guts of the nothing uh, press release was, was that they've received the motion from Parliament. They have met to discuss, potentially discussing that motion last week. Last yeah. week was like the first chance they've had to do that. And they'll be examining it further. What this, in my mind, lines up with is the federal government's dropping of the emergency in mid-April mm-hmm. because this committee buys them a little few more weeks, sure. right? And also, look, it maybe buys them a few more weeks for them to try to find a new strain, which, funnily enough, if you are paying attention to politics at all, particularly Victoria, <laughs> uh, every major party leader, so Dan Andrews, Samantha Ratnam from the Greens, and Matthew Guy from Liberals, they're all in quarantine with COVID at the moment. They're all triple vaxxed. And also, yeah. one of them was kicking off because she's not allowed to participate. In- yeah, that was Samantha Ratnam. So Samantha Ratnam was kicking off because they won't allow them to participate electronically, which she was quite happy for them not to do when last year when Limbrick and all the other people who didn't want to put their papers in yeah. were being forced out. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we all know they're all hypocrites. But what are we saying? We said months ago that we thought this would all be over by end of March. Mm. It's sort of lining up with that prediction. And We've only got today. Well, yeah, today's the 31st of March. Uh, but obviously, end of March, it can spill over to mid-April. Like, mm. we're close, I guess. But it, any, it, in other words, anyone out there who's still holding the line, have some faith. I think this will yeah, be over. close. Yeah, it'll be over sooner rather than later. I think all of... One of the keys is the media is focusing on shit like Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. Mm. It's all that's been on play, all that everyone's talking about, because they are just trying to get COVID out of the new space and rewire people's brains to not even think about it anymore. I must admit, on the way up to Brisbane this morning, which is Cucktown, it's Will Smith Village up here in Brisbane, I saw far less masks than I have done in recent weeks on the people walking on the streets on their own. Yeah, that's true. Like I've seen, I've seen a lot of the single drivers put the mask over their chin and not their face. Oh, that's an improvement. <laughs> yeah, yep. uh, but I, I, I sent a picture to the group chat. I was in the line at Aldi during the week, and the only person wearing the mask inside was this young girl, and her shop was uh, boxes and boxes and boxes of mac and cheese and a massive box of two minute noodles. Yeah, because health. That's why. Yeah. Well, then there's the economy too. But well, no, that's, yeah, that's what Tasha said too. She's wearing Doc Martens that are like two hundred bucks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You still have to be hip. You have to be able to signal how hip and virtuous you are. Um, but health is wealth. It is a hundred percent, and that's something that. And that's why I get a Dexter skin. Yeah, that's something we've really focused on. And I yeah. supplement with Milo. Milo <laughs> is going to be my savior. I'm uh, looking for sponsorships from Nestle. Yeah, hit us uh, up. Milo, I've got a race car out here. I'll completely, I'll wrap it in Milo green, put Milo badging all over it. Nice. We can change some of this up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Get onto it. Um, but yeah, so long story short, it appears that around the country, some movements starting to be made in regards to removing mandates. Milo's low GI, like GI James. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. Milo's also brown and doesn't have hair in it. Um, 
The the concerning thing for Queenslanders is uh, Queensland extended the state of emergency yeah. until the 24th of June. And no one's talking about the no. two-tiered uh, economy here. Yeah, th- and this is something that, like, can we just not forget this stuff? And the reason why we, we want to keep bringing it up, because like we're saying, the media's trying to move everyone's attention it, yeah. Uh, yeah, past this. We can't forget what these people have done. So if you are actually living your life every single day... There is no emergency anymore. There is zero justification for emergency powers. And yet the problem with Queensland is that I think there's no lower house to actually block anything. Right. So whatever Labor wants to do, they can just do. And that is an example of when like absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. So because just because you've got the power to do something doesn't mean you should do it. Yeah. And yet, that's what they continue to do, and they'll justify it any way they can. And you still hear this bullshit. Like, you know, Yvette Darth, or there'll be a press conference about how COVID cases are spiking. And they're like, oh yeah, it's because uh, kids aren't, like between the ages of 5 and 11 aren't vaccinated enough. Bullshit. Mm. It's got nothing to do with that. You're just gaslighting your people. Yeah. So don't forget that. Yeah. Vote these motherfuckers out as soon as you get the chance. But... Don't just jump over to the other side because they're exactly the same. So that is a nice segue to the budget. Yeah. So the budget came out during the week. You know, I'm the finance guy and I didn't really buy into it because it's not going to matter because they're not going to get voted in any way. Although the Labor's bringing out their rebuttal to it today. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what... I'm, I'm not holding my breath. A couple of things that were in there that... Probably the most... Not surprised. Most unsurprising thing is uh, low and middle income earners are going to get four hundred twenty bucks. Yeah, thanks. Just understand that that is just a buying of votes. Yep. Let, and and if you think, you know, if you think four hundred twenty dollars is going to make up for the fact that you've probably paid that in the last three weeks in fuel, yeah, right. Like put it in, into perspective. Yep. It might sound like a free kick. It ain't. No. It costs you way more than $420. Another interesting point about that too. So it's $420 on top of their low and middle income tax offset, which is 1080 bucks. So it brings you up to $1,500 total. But from what I've read, that at least the $1,080 will need to be paid back in three years' time. Yeah. So from what I've seen in the budget, a lot of it is about giving out money now to buy votes or promising money now or promising tax cuts now but then it's all written in that in three, four years' time, you're going to have to recoup that money from something. Mm. One of the key stats that I took out of, uh, I saw a breakdown of it, like where our tax revenue comes from and what it's spent on. So our total tax revenue that we that Australia takes every year is $547 billion. Mm-hmm. And our total, tax ex- total expenditure is $628 billion. That does not compute. Yeah. Right, that's that's seventy million dollars in the hole, or seventy billion dollars yeah. in the hole, and that's based on your best case scenarios too. So when they do a budget, they've got they do forecasts based on inflation staying at a certain level and the economy rebounding and this that and the other. And if those things don't happen, they then use those as, as a further excuse down the track to go, oh, that's why the budget's blown out. But the num the raw numbers say we're seventy billion behind year in year out yeah. already. So clearly it's something a can down the road. drastic needs to change. Yeah, so, and some of the things that, and, and I know um, Friendly Geordies did a big thing about it, and he's right, when I, when I went into the details of the budget, mining is going to get propped up more than the investment into renewables. 
Mm. Right. Now, renewables can be a... I know we'll bag in the fuck out of the fall. We'll say we need to... We need to focus on generation of energy, yeah. not the storage of it. I'm, and I'm, we also, just to clarify, we didn't bag renewables, but you need to move towards renewables in a sensible fashion. The answer to uh, having renewable energy is not to cut the supply of, of fossil fuel energy right now overnight and make the whole population suffer because they have to pay so much more for everything. Yeah, because yeah. Energy is one of the number one costs in this country. So I've said it before and I'll say it again just to remind you guys. A lot of people think Australia has no manufacturing industry because the cost of wages are too high. It's not wages. It is energy Wages costs. is a part of it too. It's a part of it. A, but the number one cost for manufacturing in this country is energy. It's not wages. Yeah. So we're not putting any money into the uh, new renewable energy uh, solutions mm-hmm. and we're propping up mining companies that are for-profit organisations, yeah. we're propping them up. And that, to me, makes no sense. Yeah. You don't need to... You know what? I don't like any government uh, spending on... I would rather... I would rather the government do free rail, free... Like, like free school, free rail, free uh, uh, healthcare. I'd rather that they do that and mm. then stay out of everything else. Because when... when They've just gone to show that propping up an industry is just rife for um, exploitation. Yeah. So let me let me ask you this, because uh, I agree with you. Because it's something I've been grappling with lately: is what can you really do to change the future for Australia? Because we said on the podcast last week, we've got so much potential here as a country, and it just appears we're moving in the wrong direction. So what can we actually do to fix it? And one of the things I've thought about is why are certain things um, run by the government and certain things allowed to be private sector? Mm. And the, the old adage has always been because the private sector comes up with better solutions, they're more efficient, yep. and, and largely that's been true yep. forever. But I just feel like we're at a point now where a lot of that stuff has become exploited. And what you're talking about with government propping up industries, we, we always talk about in Australia, we've got a free market, it's a free market economy. It's not a free market economy if you're getting taxpayer money to prop up certain industries. Correct. So your, your sentiment was right, but I would say that the hybrid of the two, a, profiti- a for-profit government-propped company, they mm. should not exist. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. that's the point. Because a, 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 if you told the private sector to go and build something, mm. they'll build it. Yeah. If you tell a government to go and build something, they'll build it. But if you say, hey, let's get in cahoots and mm. we'll help you by doing this, it, they go wrong. Yeah, and this is where I go... So we talk about government-run uh, utilities. Stuff like, well, government healthcare. Are you agreed? You think, yep, yep, that's a good thing. It needs to be fixed, but yep. It definitely needs to be fixed. And like I said, one of the things I think that can be fixed out of that is actually having the smarts and the production and the research and development of drugs to be used by the government-run healthcare done by government-funded workers. Yep. So take out the, pro- the, uh, the for-profit model and actually do it by the government because you're going to end up saving money down the track. And you can even then turn that into an export that you sell to other countries yep. as well to actually recoup some of those costs. One of the things that I've been thinking about is, uh, is the production of energy. Do you think that energy production should stay in the hands of privatised companies? instead of run by the government. I actually think it should be decentralized. Okay. I th- I think that I think the market 
in in some ways has failed the it's the energy is going to be the most important commodity in the future agreed okay all right so we all know that yep. so if that's the case you should be able to generate it yourself mm-hmm. as opposed to relying on a market to supply to you mm-hmm. and i think that's something that we as a people need to take ownership of ourselves yeah because we the uh, our system does not allow our short political term system the the, the yeah. markets that are attached to it um, you know maybe if there's a decentralized system uh, a decentralized market mm-hmm. might help it a little bit but i do genuinely think that we need to take that onus upon ourselves to mm-hmm. generate our own it's it's a tough thing though cuz like apart from getting solar panels on your roof and maybe buying a generator, what are your other options for generating your own power? Well, but it is a bunch of people getting together and deciding that, you know, that, uh, um, you know, whether, whether it be a, a wind farm or a solar farm or something like that, mm. it's, I think we just need to take the hands out. Like, it's, it's such an important commodity. Like, rain for, well, water is the most precious, right? Yeah. And we can harvest it off the roof for a very long time you weren't allowed to here mm. and now they've realized oh that's like not really that smart so now yeah. we'll allow people to keep it and just not drink it but i think we need to move that adage towards energy yeah as well and and again why were you not allowed to use that rainwater or harvest that rainwater was it because water was a commercial product no, no. I th- I, well, they said it's for safety. They said it's for, for, for safety reasons. I, I don't know. I haven't looked into it, what the yeah. real story is, but I do think we have to have a more decentralised approach to energy. And look, if, you're, if your neighbour if your neighbour is uh, producing more than they're using, mm-hmm. you know, they should benefit from it mm. as opposed to the utility company that's going to charge you for it now because the, trans- the way the transmission works. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have the answers, mm-hmm. but what I think is we need to take more individual responsibility for energy consumption and production mm. than we currently do. Yeah, it's a really tricky thing because at the end of the day, what we're seeing throughout the whole economy at the moment is rising prices in everything. And a lot of that comes because of rising costs of energy. And a lot of people don't remember that fuel is energy. Yeah. Right? So when you're... Literally any product that we have in Australia has to be transported to you. So if you increase the cost of the transport, which has already happened, it's going to increase the cost of the item. And we're seeing that every single day. The The costs of energy in Australia are too high compared to what they could be, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. Yep. I, again, I'm not an expert, but this is just what it looks like to me at face yep. value. Because one of the things that has been uh, a common theme throughout the pandemic, especially when we've spoken about inflation and rising cost of living, is it has not all been about costs a lot of it has been about profiteering from certain private companies mm-hmm. which have used these uh restrictions as an excuse to then just generate more profits but mm-hmm. they're actually making more money than they've ever made For sure. before so the when you when you really think about the country and we've said before one of the biggest problems i think we've got is it's always short-term thinking because it's always down to what's going to get me re-elected for the next three-year cycle and that's what we've seen from this budget yep the budget is all about how am I going to splash cash and how am I going to buy the votes of the disinterested majority? Because yep. that's who votes everyone back in. Yep. 
that's the $420 for low and middle income earners. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Because I can tell you right now, there's a lot more low and middle income earners in this country than there are high income earners yep. in this country. Well, the high income earners are going to vote them. Um, that well, the they're same. voting liberal anyway yeah. because they're getting looked after with programs like JobKeeper, which ended up putting stacks of money in the pockets of billionaires. Oh, it's worse than that, man. It's housing prop- prices. Yeah. They're still propping it up. They were even talking about in the budget to mm. help new home buyers, and this is what makes me cringe every single time. Yeah. So now you're going to be, you're only going to need a five percent or a three percent backed uh, um uh, and the government's going to pay the lmi no the, the gov- government's going to back the the government's guaranteeing so it's five percent deposit instead of twenty percent but the government's going to guarantee the fifteen percent which means that you're saving on lmi yeah now lmi is a fucking scam anyway. just get rid of lmi yeah erase it yeah like that product shouldn't be allowed to exist correct uh but the government going, oh, yeah, we're going to help first. I wonder how much LMI has been paid out. Oh, I'd be fascinated to find out yeah. that number. Because when we, like, I mean, think about the last 10 years after, like, the Banking Royal Commission, stuff like that. One of the biggest things that came out of that was junk insurance sales. Yeah. Surely LMI has got to be one of the biggest junk insurance yeah. products on the fucking planet. Oh, Morris Blackburn, or one of you guys, yeah. pick that up. Run thing, with it. The thing that most people... I've paid LMI. I want it back. Yeah, I haven't. I refuse to. Yeah. But the thing that most people don't understand about LMI, LMI is lender's mortgage insurance. Lender's mortgage insurance. Mm. So you are paying to protect the lender if you go tits up. But guess what? You're still liable for that money. Yeah. you got to pay that back. The insurance company comes in and pays the bank, so they're all sweet, and they move on with their lives, and you're still saddled with that debt yep. that you have to pay back, and you don't have an asset. And if you've gone tits up, the bank's probably sold your house in a fire sale to try to recoup their costs anyway. Further to your how do you fix the, uh, the country, uh, one, of the, one of the big things, and that I am adamant that I will help, like I'll play a part in this, is mm. I want Australia to be an innovator mm. of the digital uh Space Web three. Mm-hmm. I'm I've been going balls deep into Web three. Yeah. There's so much opportunity, mm-hmm. and if you can create, there's businesses that haven't been thought up yet that Definitely. could be get, could be on Web three. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the blockchain, the, the the amount of um opportunities in blockchain is huge, and if they invest it, and they're starting to, you know, ANZ announced that they're talking about an Australian stablecoin, digital coin, mm-hmm. which is super cool. Um, you've got the government now talking about taxing DAOs or decentralized autonomous organizations, mm-hmm. which I'm all for. Like, I know a lot of crypto guys are like, oh, you know, get your dirty mitts off it. No, no, no. You want the mitts on it. Yeah. When they start taxing it, they'll, they'll get a taste of it and go, okay, well, yeah. we like this. Yeah. Let's it's bring mainstream adoption is what you're looking for. Yeah. And, and we, we've got the smarts here. Mm-hmm. We just need to foster the smarts. Yeah. Like, you think about Afterpay went over and, and did a a deal to become one of the most valuable companies in Australia. Mm-hmm. That's just one little, and to be honest, not a, not a game-changing business. No, not at all. But it was game-changing in terms of the amount of liquidity it added to yeah, the, the Australian market. Mm-hmm. We could have another million of these. Yeah. And, and we could fix some of the problems that we have. Um, I do want to give a shout-out to Power Ledger, which is an Australian crypto thing that started years and years and years ago, and they're mm-hmm. still around. With, and they wanted to create a digital smart contract market for power generation. Right. So, so they were someone that is trying to, to help fix the problem, basically trying to, uh, instead of the retailer, like Origin Energy or someone like that, deciding how much money you get, mm-hmm. well, how about they put that energy up onto the open market and let the market decide yeah, what, it's what it's worth and connect them digitally. I think mm-hmm. that's, that is a beautiful thing. But mm-hmm. um, 
there are ideas like that 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 have not even been thought up yet mm. that uh, uh, we can massively benefit from. And we've got yeah. the smarts, let's use it. That's right. And, but the problem is, like, listen to politicians speak in this country. No one's talking about any of that stuff. No. They're, they're literally going, like... when we So we talk about, like, rising cost of living is one of the biggest mm. problems. And the, this whole budget apparently is centred around addressing cost of living issues. It's all short-term shit again. It's literally, I'm going to address it for the next six months. Like this... Um, the fuel the fuel Yeah, the fuel excise sub, uh, tax that's been cut. It's been cut for six months. Yeah. So it's literally just going, we're going to give you short-term relief, and then you're, it's going to go straight back up again. And we're not addressing any of the other reasons why you're potentially struggling financially. We're just giving you short-term relief to, so you can vote us back in. Yeah. But nothing big picture is actually happening. Correct. You look at like what happened with Dan Andrews in Victoria when he was pressed on housing prices. And his, his uh, retort to it was, look, I've spoken to my kids and kids these days, they don't really care about home ownership anymore. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's not that they don't care about it. It's they think it's unachievable. Yeah. And I think it's one of the first times in Australian history, because we were the lucky country. Mm. It's one of the first times in Australian history where I think legitimately for a lot of these kids coming out now it does look like it's an unachievable dream. I was even thinking about it in in terms of like, so Amanda and I owning our house. When when I started working in car sales, the average car salesman 10 years ago was probably earning somewhere between 80 and 100 grand, mm-hmm. right? What do you think the average car salesman's earning now? Oh, it's probably, probably the same. 80 to 90, 70 to, 70 to 90. Do you think it's that high? Yeah. Okay, but regardless, it's gone backwards. Yes. Now, what has the how pricing, sorry, housing prices done in the last 10 years? Yeah, increase. They've increased, yeah, right? So the gap's larger. That's right. And it's like, so you can understand how people might come out these days, like young kids, and go, okay, it's unachievable. But we've got governments who are supposed to be actually setting the country up to thrive. And one of the things that was always spoken about as a benefit of UBI, universal basic income, is how much more innovation you can foster when people don't have to worry about their day-to-day expenditure. Mm. So instead of stressing about, oh, fuck, how am I going to pay the rent and keep a roof over my head, they can then relax and then go and foster Mm. innovation. Well, we should be working on how to do that for our Australian people anyway, in a way other than UBI. There has to be a way where we can turn our economy around to the point where everyone is earning a living, livable wage. But that's... I've solved it. You got to. You have to have a government there that's not obsessed with the rise in property price, mm. and the reason all our super is in there, um, yeah. like everything is based on mining yeah. and property prices, yeah. and that those are the figures that you. It's run by boomers. For when boomers. you start innovating, when you start creating massive uh, demand globally, bring money from overseas into here because we are a good place to invest in. Mm-hmm. You know the. Uh, and you aren't falsely stimulating the market. Yep. You're creating more opportunities in the workforce. Mm. You're bringing more money in. Now, house prices will go up, mm-hmm. but hopefully the wages will increase to, yep. to match it. Whereas at the moment, we've got no wage increase, mm-hmm. and nor do I think you should just have one for the sake of having one. I think you should have one because people, like, uh, you're worth more now. Yeah. Right? So if, if there was all this... If there was this big upswell in high-paying, high-yield jobs, Mm -hmm. then we all benefit. Yeah. And again, so I look at what is something that we could do right now to 
alleviate some of the cost pressures on business even and therefore making every person who's working for those businesses more, like they bring more profit because there's less cost involved. You're saying build a um, nuclear power plant. That's one of my yeah. big ones. Probably yeah. takes 15 years. Well, oh, fuck. But, uh, when's the best time to plant a tree, bro? Yeah, <laughs> 15 yeah. years ago? Yeah. Second best time is today. Yep. We export 46% of the uranium on the planet yep. from this country. And this is one of the things where I go, maybe government should own the utilities. the utilities because then it like our taxpayer dollars go to the government they use it to generate this power that they then sell as low cost to the country yeah if you if your power costs cut down to a fraction you'd bring back your manufacturing market yeah. you would bring like do you know the last person to do that who Gaddafi <laughs> free 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 housing free uni free power yeah Bye-bye, Gaddafi. Yeah, I don't think free housing's the answer. I think free education should mm. be uh, one of the tippy-top. We always talk about how ex- uh, education is one of our greatest exports. Yeah, cool. So take some of that money and use it to fund Australian students. Like, if you're not investing in the education of your people, mm. you are actively making your people dumber than they could be. Yeah. Which means all these smarts we have now, we aren't going to have in 30 years' time. Yeah, true. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. We, we don't encourage that. And like you've I think mining's really hurt education in Australia. Mm. I think the the fact that uh, blue collared workers, relatively uneducated, were be able, were able to make so much money yeah. that there's now a stigma attached. Well, you don't need to learn. Yeah. You don't need to learn. You can just go and do this. Mm. Well, that's okay in a minerals boom. Yeah. You know, but when when that goes away, you need something. Yeah, and also the government got so used to just sucking that tea that they haven't. No one's been forced to... Like, the government haven't been forced to innovate. Because it's like, yeah, we'll just sell more resources. Correct. Like, yeah, that's yeah. paying the bills. We're good. We're sweet. Yeah. And now we're at a point where that ain't paying the bills. We're now, you know, and it's always happened too, but we're now playing silly buggers with some of our international trading partners like China yeah. who buy all of our shit and sell it back to us for more. Um, like, we're not, we're not doing this well. We're not doing this intelligently yeah and when you really when i when i look at the country that i want my kids to grow up in these are the things that i want i want socialized healthcare that is you know free to all the citizens because i think that's a really really important thing i want free education for our citizens because that's a really important thing Mm. because a more educated population is a better population overall um and as all the the stats show around the world the more you educate people, the more like the less you have things like the better outcomes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, better outcomes. So free. Can health. we please stop calling it free? Can we please say government funded? So okay, government funded. Yeah. These things. Uh, I want nuclear power because yep. at this point we are in a transition phase. Where we're trying to transition to renewables, but we don't have them yet. And I don't think that like especially in Australia, one of the things that Malcolm Roberts talks about a lot when it comes to renewables is renewables are propped up by billions of dollars worth of government subsidies every single year. So a lot of people don't... They think that, oh, renewables are quite affordable. Well, no, it's because there's so much government subsidisation. But so is mining for the same thing. So that is is one part of the story, Mm -hmm. but we're also propping up for-profit mining companies as well. Yeah, which makes no sense to me. Correct. Which is why I go, these things should be state-run. Because if you're if you're spending government money anyway, why isn't the government and the taxpayer reaping all the benefits yeah, of yeah, it? Yeah. Like that that was my biggest problem with JobKeeper. All JobKeeper did was pay 
massive companies that didn't need it, money that they never had to pay back. Yeah. And that's where, if you think about um, GFC times, that's where K-Rod was right. Yeah. He gave the money directly to the to the people to stimulate mm-hmm. the economy. It did work. Yeah. If you look back on it, it did work. Yeah. Um, that was the right way to do it. Because with, right. we, you know, Harvey Norman got how much money? I haven't seen them open up a new... No, so I know they paid back a certain amount of it, but not, not the full yeah. amount. But that, yeah, it, it was the... It's one of those things where I have become more cynical about in recent years where I say it, it, it doesn't appear... It, it appears to be worse than incompetence. You know what I mean? So it appears to be like, hey, this is a way that we're going to be able to scam some taxpayer money into the pockets of our mates. Let's do it this way. We'll sell it this way, uh, mm-hmm. and then, but like, we'll make sure there's no provisions that they have to pay it back. Happy days. Like, I feel like because the the excuse at the time was they needed to do something and they need to do something quickly, mm. and they sold it well. And even in my head, I go, oh, this makes sense. What they're trying to do is they're trying to uh, make it so people are still attached to businesses and their jobs. So therefore, when things rebound, everyone's mm-hmm. still attached and can go on as normal. Obviously, that's not the way it's happened because for the majority of people who are receiving that JobKeeper income, they just got fired as soon as that income disappeared. Yeah. And we've also heard plenty of the other stories about businesses who've then capitalized on it by forcing people to go on holidays and using JobKeeper money to pay down their entitlements and all that sort of stuff as well. So it's one of those things that you go, you could, you could easily go, okay, maybe um, they had good intentions, but the execution was incorrect. Yeah. But then the more I see about like... It seems to be case after case after case after case of good intentions, but bad. It's a cabal. Yeah, that, that's what it looks like. So we need real change. And there is an election coming up, and we'll be speaking more and more about the election as we head further towards it. But you need to, like, do you want more of the same? Because that's all you're going to get. If you vote in the major parties, Liberal or Labor, we're just going to get more of the same. And like you said too, Kevin Rudd, I've got to give him more credit because I believe the sales pitch that Labor's economic management wasn't as strong as Liberals. Mm-hmm. I definitely believe that because the Murdoch press has shoved it down my throat for 20 years. Mm-hmm. But when you look at those two stimulus programs uh, side, by side. side by side, the Labor one was far better and it accomplished the goals far better than what the Liberal yep. one did. The only negative thing I'll say about the Labor stimulus was that at the time it was cheap to buy stuff from America. So a lot of people went and did online shopping when they got the money. So they actually sent a lot of money out of the country. But... They were still going to the bottom, like the base level people who could then spend it in the economy if they wanted to choose yeah. to do that. So we need to do stuff differently. Mm. Absolutely. And on that note... Let us know what you think the answers yeah. are. Like, what are the policies that you would like to see moving forward? Have you actually gone through and checked what the major parties' policies are uh, rolling into the election? Are you just going to vote in the person who promises you the most money? Because at the end of the day, remember, it's your money. Yeah. Like, exactly. they could either pay it back to you in a cash sum, or they could tax you less, or they could decrease the actual cost of living. Because I'm telling you right now, 420 bucks ain't going that far. No. It's gone in a month's additional fuel. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, guys, let's leave it there. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next RDA.